Thanks for listening to The Vine's podcast. The Vine is a church in Austin, Texas, with the simple goal of following Jesus together. And we hope this message helps you in doing just that. We have seen what's already happened on this day. Judas has made his choice. The disciples have found the upper room. Jesus washed their feet, speaking of a commandment that we have still today, that we are called to love one another. And the Passover meal was prepared. Jesus knew where he was heading. It was not a surprise. It was a continual act of obedience. His journey was the journey to the cross. And it's not by chance this final night with his friends took place during Passover. What we find and what we just heard is that Jesus took the Passover meal and he transformed it to speak of a loving promise that he had for his disciples and a loving promise that you and I share with them today. For those who are unfamiliar with what a Passover meal is, uh, God's people were once slaves in Egypt. And God was serious about delivering them. And so, through a set of plagues, God made it known to Pharaoh that he would deliver his people. But Pharaoh's heart was hard. And it took this one night where, called the Passover night, where God spirit moved throughout Egypt and all the firstborns uh, were dead. And these plagues culminated on that night. And this Passover meal represents that dark evening, that dark evening of death, but also that dark evening of deliverance. The rabbi, Jonathan Sachs, he speaks of this Passover. What, he's, what he shares is in the Jewish tradition, this Passover is not a, an experience of history or memorial, this Passover experience is a reliving. The, the classical Hebrew used the word in the concept of memory, that for the Jewish community, when they celebrate Passover, it's, it's for, that they would remember our story, not just theirs, but our story. So this evening, we're coming to remember our story as well about what Jesus did for us. And it's interesting is that Jesus took this table and he did things to it to tell a different story. There are specific elements to the Passover table. There's the matzah bread, which is the bread that's unleavened to remind the community that they had to flee in a hurry. They didn't have time to bake bread because when Pharaoh let them go, they had to leave immediately. That was part of their story. Another part of the story was a bitter herb. They would take and eat a bitter herb to remind them of the bitterness of slavery that they once were in. They would take and eat the bitter herb. But they also had a sacrificial lamb that they would eat. It would be the main course, and this would be the reminder of the lamb that was sacrificed, the blood that was put upon the threshold so that God's spirit would move beyond there and that death wouldn't happen in that home. So they would eat the lamb and they would remember that. They also have four cups of wine. Many of you are saying, I wish I was Jewish. That sounds great, four cups of wine and a meal. But these four cups of wine were taken 
at a different time in the meal, and each had a different purpose, a different meaning. The first uh, cup of wine would be taken uh, represents the promise that God had. All of these four cups are four different promises from Exodus 6. This is the reading that they would retell. I am the Lord. I will bring you out of, from the yoke of the Egyptians. I will free you from being slaves to them. And I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with mighty acts of judgment. And I will take you as my people and I will be your God. They break, break up those, that beautiful promise from God into four different things, four different cups. First is the cup of deliverance or the Kaddish cup. And this first cup is consumed and they remember the God's promise of deliverance. The second cup is the line, I will rid you from their bondage. This second cup is the freedom cup, the Haggadah cup. The third cup, this is consumed after the meal is finished. This is the Baraka cup. I will redeem you. God's promise to redeem them. And after they would sing psalms, the Hillel psalms, they would have the fourth and final cup. I will take you for my people and I will be your God. This fourth and final cup is the cup of consummation, showing the completion of a new relationship with God. So when Jesus and his disciples gathered around this table, they knew how the narrative goes. And... Jesus transformed this table and made it into something new. The way this evening happens is the head of the family looks at the youngest child and gives him the cue, and the youngest child asks a very simple question. Every year they ask this very simple question. Why is tonight different from all other nights? And then the story would begin. The head of the household would begin the story. So Jesus, with his disciples around this table, Jesus acts as as the patriarch of a new family, new community that he was gathering. Jesus, he took the bread, and rather than talking about how they had to flee quickly from Pharaoh, he spoke about his, this bread is my body, just being broken for you. This would be very confusing for those disciples. And then he took the the herb, the bitter herb, and he didn't talk about the slavery that we would have. He would say, this is the bitterness of betrayal. Someone around this table is going to betray me. Actually, it's the person that's dipped in this very time. Talk about the bitterness of betrayal. But there's something that Jesus was missing from this table, and then there's something that was neglected. At this table that Jesus had, there was no lamb. There was no main course. Jesus' first name in the book of John that someone declared to Jesus that they said in public was John. And as he saw Jesus coming to him, he said, look, behold, there is the Lamb of God. There wasn't any lamb at this table because Jesus was the sacrificial lamb. He was taking their place that his blood would be poured out for the deliverance of people, not from the slavery of a king, but from the consequence of sin. He was the lamb. But there was also something that was neglected. We, We don't get it because it's not in our culture, it's not in our tradition, but they would have seen it. Remember, there's four cups at this meal. If you read carefully the story, it seems like 
the story ends only after the third cup. Jesus takes this third cup. And he says, drink from this, all of you. This is my blood. It's my blood. The covenant is poured out for the many for the forgiveness of sins. And then Jesus says, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now on until, until that day when I drink it anew in my Father's kingdom. And that was the last cup. But that was only the third cup. So these disciples around this table would say, well, the story's not over with. What happened to the fourth cup? What happened to the cup of consummation? Where we will be your people and you will be our God. What, Jesus, you're, you're leaving that out. It's, for us, it's as apparent as having Thanksgiving meal with no pie. The meal's not over with. For them, it would be that obvious. But the verse says in verse 30, it says, after they had sung some hymns, which is those Hillel songs, those, those Psalms, uh, that would be Psalms 113 and 118, after they sung those hymns, they left. And where did they go? They went to the Garden of Gethsemane. And notice Jesus' words. Father, if it is your will, let this cup pass from me. But not my will, but yours be done. Jesus knew that this final cup, this cup of consummation, was waiting for him. That Jesus knew that this final cup was Jesus' Passover. It was waiting for him on the cross. On the cross, Jesus would declare that he was thirsty. And in a cruel way, a sponge was dipped and it was given to him. And John 19.30 says this, When Jesus had received the wine, he said, It is finished. The consummation of all. It's finished. And then he bowed his head and delivered over his spirit. This cup wasn't consumed in the companionship of his friends in the upper room. It was consumed upon the cross when he was alone, stripped naked. It was there that it was complete. So do we see how this meal speaks of the second type of Passover that Jesus was doing. Jesus took the place of the lamb so that we might be restored. Jesus was poured out so that we could be quenched, our thirst, our need could be quenched. Jesus takes this bitter herb for us so that we might be able to taste the sweetness of God. Jesus was broken so that you and I could be made whole. This is not history this is our memory. This is our story. To remember who God is for us. The story of deliverance.